Hey everybody, Todd here and welcome back to another Wellness Talks Brief. What are the main goals of therapy? Why would you want to go? What's the main objective in going in to work with somebody? Well, there's a whole host of reasons why people would go in to see, to work with a mental health professional. It can range from something as handling, trying to handle day-to-day -day stressors, trying to be more productive, trying to be, uh, trying to learn new parenting skills, trying to deal with a new chronic illness that you've been diagnosed with, to an ongoing anxiety issue, to a more challenging mental health issue like bipolar disorder or um, a generalized anxiety disorder, something that's been with you for a long time, to simple things like I'm having a hard time staying asleep, falling asleep. I'm trying to lose weight and this time keep it off. I'm trying to stop smoking. So there's a lot of reasons why you would go into and utilize a mental health profession's service. But here are some of the main goals, the underlying general main goals of what mental health counseling is all about, what psychotherapy is all about. A lot of times what you're really trying to do is to get in and have a safe space, which is one of the goals of the therapeutic process, is a safe space unlike any other relationship you could possibly have in your life. There's very little risk or no risk in working with another person. We're, we're obligated to keep these, these conversations confidential and private, and we do everything we can to do just that. I'm not going to go and speak about this in, with any detail to anybody. And so it allows a place for you to put out unruly or crazy ideas. At least you think they're unruly, you think they're crazy. But oftentimes when you throw it out there and you can see that you're actually not alone, that this is a common human experience, we normalize it. And sometimes that's enough to be like, oh, I'm not alone. This is, this is how it works. So there's a lot of working to understand yourself, to understand your relationship to others, to the collective, to how we actually fit in, how we belong. What do we do with all these thoughts, all the different common human processes that are running in the background? And when we can get into this and understand and know ourselves better, then we can usually make tiny little shifts and move off in a direction that's more fulfilling, that's more meaningful. Another way of thinking about this is in becoming aware of the unconscious mind and the behaviors that are just automatic, that respond. So a stimuli hits us and we do this. And we learned how to do this from a very young age. Another way of thinking of this is, is that we adopt rules of engagement and then we adapt those rules based upon results as we move through our lifetime. Can you imagine when you were an infant, if you actually had to create how to engage with everybody around you from scratch? That's a tremendous amount of, of stress. And it's just not going to happen. It, the way that we interact with other people does shape who and what we become. And when we interact with other people, of course, we're shaping who and what they become. There is this synergistic, this, this interrelated relatedness that just automatically occurs nothing we can do about that. 
And so we come up with quick responses. These are what I would call your rules and your tools for how to engage. And what happens a lot of times what brings people in is that those rules and those tools that we came up with when we were three and four and seven and 12 and 15 no longer apply or the way that where we're engaging has become more complex than when we were five, when we were 10, when we were 15, that these rules and tools just aren't giving us the results that we want anymore. They're no longer functioning. I always utilize this story is that if you had a cell phone and you were to turn it off and leave it sit for a year or two or three and then turn it back on, how well would that phone function? Can you imagine all the updates you probably missed? The phone would be slow, it would be sluggish, it would be, wouldn't be responsive. It may not even work at all. You may not be able to connect to any Wi-Fi. You may not be able to connect to anything. And so that phone would start to become less and less and less useful. That's the same thing when it comes to a rule and a tool. If we don't have to update it, we won't. Why would we spend that kind of time and energy? There will be pressures though that then cause us to adapt, to adjust, to become more flexible, unless, which is the natural human tendency, we try to keep that narrow, rigid focus, which tends to cause us a lot of our stress. And this is actually how we learn. I mean, think about it. When you go to school, you're actually being pressured to process, use a process and develop processes and update your information. That's what it's all about. And of course we fail all over the place. So imagine now if you got a rule in your mind where I can't fail, that, that, that rule starts to become oppositional. It doesn't work for you. So what we want to do in therapy is to look for outdated modalities for interpreting our reality, both external out in the world and internal, what we're actually experiencing, our thoughts about these things, the feelings that come up with those components. We want to help you to objectify that which you're subjected to. Objectify the subject. Pull it out in a way. This is where things like diffusion and cognitive therapy approaches and DBT approaches and all the different approaches that are out there, they're really just, there's an underlying process of helping people become aware of the thought, of that rule, of that tool, so that you can actually update that rule, that tool, or you can set that rule or tool aside because it's just not gonna work at least not in the context that you're in. And then of course, even being able to understand what's the context, there we go. We can move something that was subjective, something that we're swimming inside of, pull you out of the water like a fish and you go, oh my gosh, there's water everywhere. Yes, there is. So a lot of times just understanding these components of helping you to see that we fall inside of processes, that the context definitely determines what we will do next so that we actually now can choose instead of letting these automatic rules and tools run the show. I know that you've run into this because there have most certainly been a time in your life where you're like, oh, I can't believe I reacted that way. Yeah, that, that right there. So imagine coming in with that, being able to fully see the full scope of whatever it is that has been, you've been subjected to, that you are immersed within, being able to pool outside of it in a safe place, which allows you to explore and to challenge and to see what this is all about. Now, when that same situation shows up and you know you have that response and that response starts to bubble its way up and you can pay attention to what's happening in your body, we've objectified that which you were once subject to and now you actually are free to choose to move in a completely different pace 
to move in a completely different direction and hopefully down a path that aligns with what you personally value, what will make your life matter and meaningful in the long term. So if I had to boil it down, those would be the main reasons for what therapy is really useful for, what therapy is all about, what's the main objective of a therapeutic approach of psychotherapy. I hope that you have found this explanation to be useful and until the next time, may you be well. Hey, Wellness Talk viewers. Hope you like what you saw here. If you did, be sure that you subscribe right here. And of course, you can also follow up either here or here for other videos. Again, make sure that you subscribe and hit the bell in order to get notifications of new material.